A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Legitimate Likes. This is a podcast where we take a look at humanity's popular fascinations and work out if they're worthy of our fascination and our likes. We like it, but is it legitimate? Uh, my name is Will, and we're joined by Hugh, as always. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Will. How are things? Good. Um, things are good, although I just ate a lot of Indian food, and I'm incredibly full. Interesting. I'm incredibly full, and I went steak and chips today mm. I have to say but very very full too i, I ordered from I, I got a 50% off code from uber, uber eats and i ordered i ordered based on the amount of money i was going to spend and then when mm-hmm. all the food arrived i was like this is unacceptable i can't believe i've been this gluttonous i'm gonna have to eat indian food that is way too spicy <laughs> but delicious for the next three days so that's the biggest problem in my life uh, which is i think probably fitting for today mm. well why what are we talking about today well, I think I'm going to throw it over to our producer. Hi, Michael. Hello, guys. Yeah, so the topic for this week, we're taking on a big one here, uh, is Italian food. So when we're talking about this, so it's obviously we're, we're including the two main food groups, your pizzas and your, your pastas. But we'll also include... Are they food groups? <laughs> they are. On, on the yeah, pyramid, the food the, pyramid. The yeah. Italian food pyramid. <laughs> it's um, pizza, pasta, gelato at the top. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um... But in addition to those, you know, La the meats, italiano. the cheeses, Sorry, go on, Michael. the insaladas, the ciabattas, the whole the whole menu. So anything you could, you know, you, you could conceivably eat in Italy or in an Italian restaurant. And so just just for context here, right, there's a 2019 survey, 2,500 people involved across 34 countries. And Italian food is ranked as by far the most popular international cuisine. Um, and and various other surveys, which I found from some uh, a modest amount of googling, at uh, least pizza in particular is the world's favorite food. So I, I think today, you know, we're not really asking the question whether or not it's any good. The question we're asking is whether or not Italian food deserves its position as the dominant cuisine, the number one. 
Um, and you know, obviously. And what was it? What, what else was on the list? What, what was number two? So I think I think it was Chinese food, maybe. Mm. There's Thai food, obviously. There were. I mean, there's there's you know a lot of basically all the takeaways and then the other cuisines. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's so it's number one, but also when you think about the the supermarket aisles, right? Italian food generally has its own aisle, and then everyone else is bunched up together, uh, like the United Nations. Um, so just so before we get into it, um, we're obviously discussing a big part of Italian culture here. So I, I really do think we need to be sensitive. We need to stay away from crude sort of stereotypical impressions. Uh, we don't want to get into any controversy there because, as the Italians themselves would say, that's a spicy meatball. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, my God. Good, good stuff. So... Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I, I suppose what we should kick off with, just to just to just to establish how much you know about this, let's let's do a little quiz. Um, so I'm going to ask you three questions. Um, I can't believe he's just moving on like that. I'm just going to I was going to see how far I could not speak for actually, but oh really? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, look, we've... just just like nothing happened. Um, so we've all made mistakes today. Yeah, th- three three questions, right? To to work out how much you know about Italian food. Okay. okay. So and again, you can confer. You know, feel free to to, 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 to lean on each other here. Teamwork. Um, it's like it's like the unification, really, of Italy. What's <laughs> happening now is podcasters is. coming together. Yeah, it is. And you are. Can I be the papal states? Yeah, you can be. <laughs> you can be Garibaldi, and Hugh. You you can be Victor. That's Emmanuel. a type of biscuit, isn't it? And a type of man, a specific mm. type of man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So question one: There okay. are over. 1,700 varieties of pasta. So I'm going to give you three here, and I want uh, you to tell me which one of them is made of. So two are real, one is made of. Okay? So the first one, Mezzelune. The second one, Gamboni. And the third one, Radiatori. Okay. So my first question is going to be, aren't all pastas made up? Not yeah. all of them are made up by me. Okay, no, that's fair. That's, that's fair. that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. So what we'd met so lune. So that means the middle of the moon, doesn't it? Must be in something like that. Middle of the moon. Yeah, I have... think my suspicion is that one because a mezzaluna is a is a, a chopping device. Uh, okay. That is a half a half moon shape. So maybe maybe Michael's trying to trick us by being like, ha, it's it's pasta. But it could also equally be. Half moon shaped pasta. What were the others? Radiator and uh, radiator, like hot, hot conservative is radiator Tory. Hot metal pasta and gamboni. Gamboni. That's Michael Gambon's pasta. (laughs) I I I was about to shoot. I was about to shoot. I was about to shout. You shall not pasta. But of course, that was Ian McKellen, not Michael. I mean, they're interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm pushing you for an answer. All right, Will, go for it. Mezzaluna. Mezzaluna is incorrect. That is a real type of pasta, as is radiatory. Uh, Gamboni. I'm so sorry. The Michael Gambon shaped pasta is is not. So just all the characters he's played. That's that's nil for one. It's the Italian plural of his surname. Next question. What's the fastest time to eat a pizza? Now. Just for context, Six o'clock. this record seems to be attempted 
every single day from what I can see there's somebody trying to beat this record and actually it is worth checking out some of the videos of this because uh, the Guinness World Records send along a, a woman in a blazer to observe every one of them and she has while well, everyone else in the room is excited she has the dead-eyed stare of someone who just watches watches people doing stupid things quickly for a living um, so and just, is it always uh, but but is is there a what's I mean, what what's the size pizza what are the is parameters there? it's a margarita yeah. no toppings so sorry just okay. cheese tomato uh, and yeah. 12 inch so a standard issue uh, okay pizza. it's a big pizza that's a big yeah. solid pizza yeah are you going to give us any clues? No, is it multiple no, choice? no, no, no clues. No okay, clues. okay, no, will. I will say, I will say, and because there definitely have to be a future episode of the podcast on competitive eating, because I have watched a lot of competitive eating videos on YouTube. Are you a Joey Chestnut fan? Massive Joey Chestnut fan, yeah. And, and it's more that when I watch him, it's about, it was like when Tiger Woods came to golf, you know, it was like... He was playing a different sport to everyone else. I watched a, a hard-boiled egg-eating competition with Joey Chestnut. And the world record at the time, I think it was 10 minutes or something. And the record was about 120. And second place in this contest got to about 88. And Joey Chestnut just powered all the way to 160. You know, he, oh, he didn't even man. stop when he had to. You know, he just, it's like he's doing it for pleasure. So, he just dominates. He's the better of... I've eggs. seen someone, I've seen someone eat, I think, Seven grilled cheese sandwiches in a minute. Oh, lads, this is not a good idea doing this. <laughs> Eating the amount of food I ate before this was such a bad idea because I just want to be sick everywhere. The, the videos of him eating hot dogs, dipping them in water to moisten yeah. them, it's yeah. just like... It's, it's a bleak pastime. Okay. Well, do you know what I was thinking? When the first question came up, I really thought, I think I'm going to be very much playing not even second fiddle, fourth or fifth fiddle on this podcast, because you, you'd be more of a, of a food person than myself, Will. But on competitive eating, mm. I feel I can come into this now. So I'm going to say... I got the last one wrong. I'm going to say wrong. 47 seconds. 47 seconds? Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's sub-minute. I think definitely sub-minute, yeah. But it's a 12-inch pizza, so it's 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 not... I don't think you're talking... Do you think How could... hot is the pizza? Because if it's got that molten cheese burning the roof of your mouth stuff, it's going to take longer. The people who do this will don't have the same nerve endings that we would, I feel, you know? Like, bear in mind, think about what they do. And there's a good chance that he... Actually, there's a good chance he just dunks it in a big thing of water as well and just pushes yeah. it down. God. I mean, if you want to go less, 47 was my first no, go. No, no, 47 is a nice guess. Let's do okay. 47. Okay, let's go with that. Michael, 47 you know seconds. You know what, Hugh? I'm going to give that to you. Uh, it was 41 seconds. Oh, so I'm gonna, here I'm we gonna go. I'm going to give you that. That's Joey Chestnut That's would be good. proud. Um, and it wasn't, the, the, it, wasn't, the, it, wasn't, it wasn't JC, though, who did it. No, it? the name of the guy is Furious Pete. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that cheese so. was pretty hot, so. Yeah, but it, it, it really is worth checking out. And when was that record set? That was that was recently, but as I said, they there it's like there's one up there every day. So yeah, you know, people are. It's Furious Pete, like a spin-off to Curious George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that monkey! Get away! <laughs> I've ordered a pizza now, so as soon as it arrives, we'll have a go at it live on air. Okay, so that's 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 okay. One out of two, not not bad. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. That's as far as my expertise on Italian food goes, by the way, guessing how fast someone could eat a pizza. Someone called Furious Pete. Now, Michael, again, avoiding all the stereotypes, mm -hmm. is Furious Pete 
Is he from the United States? He is. He is. Okay. He is. Yes. What What state is he from? I don't know. Actually, I don't, I don't know. Okay, and that's probably the, video, the best. But he's like many, <laughs> like many of these competitive eaters. He's he's quite. He's pretty jacked. Like he's a. He's a yeah, he's Joey a Chestnut is ripped. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's so. the what's um, uh, what's the Japanese guy's name? It's not Kobayashi, is it? Or is it, it is. Kobayashi? I think it, I think it might yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. another. He's another he guy. He certainly held the pizza record at one point. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. Being, I'm glad. He's being dethroned. Yeah. <laughs> so, third question um, mm-hmm. for the win: uh, What is the largest pizza? What size is the largest pizza in the world ever? Uh, so I'm asking for the diameter here. Mm. Or radi- lot, I'm radius very bad Either way. Guessing. Did you read? Did you? Were you a Guinness Book of Records child? Will. I I had a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean was he yeah. in the Guinness Book of Records? Yeah, it's a very it's a we don't like to talk about it though, Mike. To be That's honest, because it's working its way through the courts at the moment. So, um, <laughs> because, comment on it until the case is closed. <laughs> because I can remember, I can picture there was a giant chocolate chip cookie in the middle of a football pitch, but yeah. I don't know about a pizza. See, part of me was going to say like a mile, but that's too much, isn't it? That's too much. I'd say it's too much. I'd say we're yeah. talking more like football pitch sized, or maybe a couple of football pitches. So we say like, what? Why don't we go? Why don't we go five hundred meters for in diameter? Uh, Michael looked like that was either wrong or bang on. Yeah, wrong. Uh, I yeah, I. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't. I don't care. I just want to know the answer. I don't care what we guess. So yeah, five hundred. So it, it was, I mean, you're, you're really, you're going very far there. Um, it was in South Africa in 1990 and it was 32 meters in diameter, oh. which is still, which is still like a quarter of an acre. Like it's still, you're still yeah, measuring by pretty... big units. Um, yeah. And I had to use a crane to get the toppings onto it. So it was basically like a construction site. It actually didn't look. Frasier or Niles. <laughs> When well, when you on. say they when you say Michael <laughs> when you to. say just I'm gonna call to. you up that they have to use a crane yeah. to get the toppings on I think of the things that have to happen in this world. And <laughs> what else could saying that, crane that, have they, been doing that day? they had to use a crane? You know that crane <laughs> could have been building a hotel in Dubai for really rich people. Like, <laughs> although but it uh, wasn't you. It was doing something good. Who ate it? Uh, I think I mean a lot of people. Uh, this, like, this I'd, thing say, is, I'd say a lot big. of white South African people will. <laughs> it's, uh, I, uh, for an episode where you're asking us about Italian cuisine, only one of these questions has been about anything Italian, really. That's Look, I, I was going to say I don't make the questions, but I, I do. I do every week, yeah, yeah. so I will take that on the chin. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so look, one out of three, that's not, that's not bad. That's not bad, I would say. I think you're in a position to make a, to make a call on whether or not it, the, the food is legitimate or not. Just when when I was trying to find questions uh, on you know pasta facts, um, one of the things I came across was that um, the fact that I was presented with on the internet is that one cup of pasta is the size of your fist, and that sort of confused me because a cup is the size of your fist anyway. Mm. So I'm not entirely sure what the need is for the intermediate pasta measurement there it's like, like you know how when when we say 
like kids when we were kids we'd say like what's what's heavier a ton of coal or a ton of feathers in italy they say what's heavier a ton of pasta or a cup of fists fists <laughs> we, you lost a bit of momentum there. You, I did. What, what happened yeah. Do you know? Do you know that? what? Do you know what? When I started that, I could yeah. see the way clear in front of me. I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Joey Chestnut heading into a vat full of boiled eggs, and then I just veered off. I just veered off. I went to dunk it in water. The water wasn't there, and yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I lost it. So, guys, before before we get into the merits of Italian food, can I just ask you your 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 opening positions? Um, Hugh, pasta or pizza? Oh, pizza. Will, pasta, Will's obviously. Okay. Pizza. So we've got... We've no, got, like, look, I, I get I get that I should say pasta, and I like pasta, but if I was... If you offered me one right now, I'd, I'd go pizza. Because okay. you're a child. Steak and chips and a pizza. What are yeah, you doing? Absolutely. Um, Will, what's what's your favourite Italian dish? I know you've been doing some, uh, some soul searching uh, on the topic recently. I don't know. Do you know, like... Oh... <laughs> I can't work it out because it's also like I don't know. I really like a caprese salad, which okay. is mozzarella, tomato, and basil and olive oil. That's it. Nice. I also like bruschetta, bruschetta, bruschetta. Which is a caprese salad on bread. Yeah, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So I um th- those two I think they're like really, although I like you wouldn't catch me whipping up a caprese salad. Um, going crazy for the caprese, but I, I like. I think that's an amazing. Just like, there's the ingredients, good to go. Lick it up, little boy. That's what, that's what I would say to myself okay. if I was serving. As long this as you don't say don't... it to anyone else. Well, no, no, that's fine. This is why I don't make them. I get I get a bit weird with caprese salads apparently. Michael, you can cut that out, right, and put it in wherever we need it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um. So, so before we get into it, Hugh, yes or no? Do you think it's a legitimate like? I am quite looking forward to the discussion because my automatic reaction yes no? would. All right, Michael. That's the way we want to play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't. Um, uh, we people come to this podcast just to hear a yes or no. They don't want you know se- your dalliances yes in no trying questions. to <laughs> trying to make jokes about fists and cups. I'm not ready to make my yes or no. And so I'm going to wait for the end of the podcast. Okay, okay. Will, are yeah, you any I mean, more decisive? No, obviously not, because that, that, that means the podcast ends. If we yeah. decide if it's a legitimate like, the yeah. episode ends. Michael, you've so, got to stop sure. thinking of this podcast as trying to be the most efficient way to get to the answer of the solution, because <laughs> otherwise it's it's just... I mean, it might be very accurate. Well, it won't be very accurate, but it will be very short, but... In your world, the perfect podcast would be legitimate like, and then it'd be a colon, it'd say Italian food. The episode would be a second long, and it'd be yes or no. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty and much. we wouldn't be on it. It'd it. just be Michael. Yeah. It'd Michael on three screens. Yeah. <laughs> it'd certainly be easier to produce anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My instinct is that it's... I'm really fluctuating between being like, obviously it's a legitimate like, of course it is, and then also being like, yeah, but Italy, Italy, Italy was only unified in 1861, and a lot of the foods we're talking about predate the unification of Italy. What is a nation state anyway? Can you really define something as Italian cuisine when it's more a Mediterranean thing? You know, so okay. I don't Save know. For the politics okay. podcast, okay. will okay. <laughs> Michael right, and I have got our own politics podcast coming up uh, <laughs> soon. It's called Who's Right. 
Or who's left. <laughs> who's right, yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, let's, let's, let's get into it. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Why is Italian food so popular? Why is it number one? I sort of think because it's like, it's, it's simple and boring. Like it's not doing anything crazy. Yeah, and it's, than... and it's and I guess it's 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 very easy to imitate to a certain standard. You know, you're not necessarily going to get it to the same standard. And I guess like there's a whole discussion to be had here about pizza and and what's happened to pizza since it left Italy. You know, in terms of what if you if you grew up in the states and lived there all your life and only ate American pizza and then you go to Italy, there's a reasonable chance you you know you see a pizza and you scream and run a mile. You know, you just say it's not 32 meters wide and it can't be eaten in a minute, you know. Imagine that was your first experience of pizza on that football pitch in South Africa. Carving off like your slab of of that South African pizza. Have you had any Italian food this week? I have had a pasta dish. I made some pasta, but it wasn't like... This is the thing, right? Like everything's a fusion of everything, isn't it? Because I made a pasta dish and the pasta, I think it was... Even if you're talking about egg, fresh egg pasta, and then also talking about durum wheat or uh, is it semolina flour that's egg free, that's two different parts of Italy, man. Pasta came about pre-unification, so it's not even Italian cuisine. It's papal states cuisine and Tuscan cuisine. There aren't many papal states restaurants, though. Michael, are you going to are you going to are you going to impose a rule, Michael? Are you are you, are you happy with this? With will refusing to recognize the state of Italy or do you want to put a limit on it that what food that was developed on that peninsula I mean I, I certainly wasn't expecting this um, this stems I mean, from Will look buffalo mozzarella is, is Italian right but buffalo not native to Italy they came over with the Goths or with the Normans so which sounds like a really dull group of people this is the Normans and the Goths here's an even more essential item tomatoes yes, right yeah do you know when tomatoes were first introduced to Italy? 1980. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. It was it was the 16th century. That's, so, a, that's a big difference. So it was a yeah. pr- pr- big difference, yeah, I mean. They, but they, they come yeah. from Central America. So it was the time of the, I guess, the conquests, right? They were, they were brought back. Mm. Um, so the Romans... But didn't Cortes, did Cortes not order all his sailors to burn the tomatoes so that they couldn't go back? Wasn't that part of his ultimatum? That's a, that's a very niche Ulti- joke. The only part of that that I thought was, I didn't understand the reference, but I got excited when you said ultimatum because it sounds a bit like tomato. <laughs> ah, the ultima- ultimatum. It's like that song. You say ultimatum, I say ultimatum. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. Um, yeah, and I suppose my question, we're going to have a lot of questions here. My question is, it, the, Italian food has, or it, Italian again. I'm, I'm sorry, Will. I, I, peninsular food has has gone so far around the world, and like, is it one of those things that there've been so many developments to it and so many fusions to it? Like, it's, you know, it's 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 become so much more than what it originally was. It's like how the English invent sports, export them around the world, and then lose at all of them, you know. Like, oh, they did just go out. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that Italian food has gone off and been better elsewhere, but in some places it possibly has, you know? Yeah, I think, so I think what we're, we're getting to here is that it, it is, because it's so widely available, it's the cuisine that's most often done badly. So, so you know, the food that, the Italian food that most people eat is not 
the food that Italians would recognize. That's that's kind of. But here's thinking. the thing as well. But but you see, you've said something there, which I feel there's a whole sort of, and this comes back to the the fascination with it that this, if we if we ignore the pizza side of it, pizza is enormous, right? But if we ignore the pizza side, well, the one in South Africa is anyway. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, still there. Um, but it's 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 there's the real sort of mythologizing of Italian food. I feel <laughs> it's like the authenticity is. is... It's like, oh, we actually, we went to Tuscany and we met this man and he took us to his shed and he cooked us this horrible piece of shit. It was so authentic. I'm going to say that it was incredible. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like every, I don't know, you know, it's like every fam, does every family in Italy really believe that they make, their grandmother makes the best tomato sauce, you know, because they've got their own secret recipe for tomato sauce? Like, maybe, but... I don't know. So I feel there's a there's a pretentiousness around non-Italian people, I think, eating Italian food, you know. But also when you, when you think about it, right, the, most of the pizza that's actually eaten is probably frozen pizza. So that's, mm. you know, that's bringing the average right down. Um, your 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 sort of Gino Ginelli's, your Dr. Oetker's. Mm. So. I don't think he's a real doctor. I don't think he is a real doctor. I once grilled a doc- Dr. Oetker pizza. <laughs> on an oven in a boat because the oven didn't work and so we had to lightly grill it and it sounds horrible <laughs> it was okay i you saw a, a guy in a hostel once in uh, in berlin it was this massive hostel and they were like kitchen the kitchen was like an, a, a small house's kitchen but for a hostel of like 500 people and the fridge was just full. It was gross. And this guy had bought <laughs> frozen pizza, got back to the hostel, no oven. So he was cooking the pizza in a pan. <laughs> <laughs> Fried pizza. Fried pizza. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you, for both of you. What do these dishes have in common, right? Spaghetti bolognese, garlic bread, pepperoni pizza, and fettuccine alfredo. I'm going to say they're, they're sold as Italian dishes, they don't get eaten in Italy, because I feel I feel garlic bread like must have been made up elsewhere. Yeah, ten points to Gryffindor. They're all not Italian dishes. And I yeah, you see, I've heard that about spaghetti bolognese. So they don't they don't put bolognese sauce with no. They spaghetti. they call it they'd what what you'd be getting in Bologna would be ragu alla bolognese, uh, which is exactly how you pronounce it, which basically translates as ragu from Bologna, and they use tagliatelle because it picks up more of the pasta flavor because you've got a meaty red sauce but then when we start talking about stuff like that like the italian um community in america who moved over there his you know italian americans they're making their own mm. stuff like marinara sauce and stuff like is that still italian cuisine because it's been made in america but it's based on the traditions of their families and their past so what, where is. do we stand i think it is if you can get it in an italian restaurant it's italian cuisine Oh, but what what's an Italian mm. restaurant then? Does it have to be owned by Italians or people of Italian descent? Is it? It's a broad church. No, that's a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so do meatballs? Do the Italians not eat meatballs? No. Meatballs and spaghetti, specifically, I think, is a uh, Italian American. And meatballs are delicious. Sorry, Will. Again, I know you're not a you're not a, a meat eater, but. Well, this um... is this is the thing that I I'm trying to reconcile in my head that I'm like there like mozzarella takes less milk to make mozzarella cheese buffalo milk is more like economic economical than cow's milk i don't know i think the italian carbon footprint is is pretty good 
Well, here, when we're talking about what is and isn't Italian, oh. is is fish and chips Italian? Because, I, look, I will, I don't know if this is the same in the UK, but certainly most of the chippers in Dublin and Ireland are Italian-run. And I don't really understand it, because that is not an Italian dish. And also, most of the food that people buy there is actually southern fried chicken. So if you want to get really good southern fried, like Kentucky fried chicken in Dublin you go to an Italian and I, yes, I do, I've never understood that. Is that the same in the UK? Uh, I don't think so. I think my, my experience of fish and chip shops anyway, well also you, you guys call them chippers. I hadn't heard that phrase until recently uh, because we don't call them chippers. We call them chippies. <laughs> That's delightful. Big gap in translation. <laughs> but, but I would say, and, and I would say, it's much more difficult to find... Well, actually, I'd say there's a... I feel there's a bit of a north-south divide in England. I feel in the north of England, in your, your Leeds, your York, your Sheffield, your Manchester, you get good chips. But if you try and get chipper chips in London, forget about it. You know? Chippy Terrible. I, yeah. I think that's a bit of a crazy thing to suggest, but I'll agree with it because of my blind northern... Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> northern roots. The north remembers, well, you know, so... And makes so good we're, chips. We're, we're adding a lower carbon footprint in in Italian food's favor, and we're also adding southern fried chicken and chips in as as part of the Italian cuisine. So so it's really you know the case is building here. Michael, your question about the Irish ones is interesting, and I think I have heard about this before, but most unfortunately I've forgotten what I heard. But I think yeah. it was probably to do with that you had Italian families coming over to Ireland, who were who wanted to, to move into the, the food business and the easily available things were cheap fish and cheap potatoes, you know? And well, then they, they just made them delicious. Yeah, are, exactly. Yeah. Fried them up in a million tons of oil and then sold them to a lot of Irish people who are now dead because of it, you know? So Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, listen. No, that, that one, well, I, that one wasn't entirely your fault, Will. That was actually one of the rare... Things that maybe doesn't go down. I do, any time something terrible happens in the world, I assume it's because of colonialism. From, yeah, it's it's fair. Uh, England, I, I think it, Italy are sort of cheating because they the ingredients are all great, right? Because Italian food is about sort of letting the like the caprese salad. It's just about the freshness of the ingredients being well tasty. That's it they don't they have such a good climate and stuff that they can just grow anything and it's not fair we're stuck over here with turnips and colonialism here's another thing right and it goes back to michael's poll that he found at the start the italian food being top and then chinese food and then and thai food and indian food and as you said it kind of the 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 takeaway foods whereas like if you look at france i mean my god they cook some great food in france but there aren't French takeaways, you know? And so does that mean that, like, are the more identifiable foods automatically going to be top of the tree and of any survey like that, you know? I, well, there's two yeah. things there. Firstly, I think there's some French foods that will not translate. So you'd find it very hard to get a takeaway or to land, um, you know, the, which I think is a pigeon chick, isn't it? But the, the, the second thing, yeah, I think it's, I think it's you know, what works in Italian food's favour is that it is kind of, it's seen as being homogenous. You know, French food covers all manner of dishes, whereas most people can kind of have a fair idea what they're getting with Italian food. 
But I suppose that's the other thing. People hear Italian food and they think pizza, pizza and spaghetti bolognese. Whereas, again, if you said that to an Italian person, particularly, let's say, if you say that someone, if you say pizza to someone from Naples, then they say sure. But if you say pizza to someone from... No, what would they say, know, actually, if you said pizza to someone from Naples? They say, they? sure, sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But if you yeah. go down, because I was I in the South... I think they would say, of course, my friend, something like that, I would think. Aren't they... Did, did they move from the Middle East as a child, or what was there? There's there's a lot of a lot of things going on there, Michael. Um, you actually sound like um, uh, what's the name of the Welsh guy in Indiana Jones who plays the North African John, merchant? Is is that John Rhys Davies? Is it? Yeah. It is. It yes, is John Rhys yes. Davies. That's what you sound like a Welsh man doing a North African accent. Um, I know it. the Moors came to Italy, it. but. Ooh, um, <laughs> what no? What I was going to say was I was in the south of Italy, couldn't get pizza for love nor money. You know, there was no pizza down there. You could get as many octopuses as you wanted. Octopus is not going to travel well. Can you imagine delivering an, oct- an octopus? That's not going to be good <laughs> after it's been on a bike. Uh, well, I can tell you, it's not good before it's been on a bike, Michael. Either, so that's the problem. I'm not sure. Having chewed on an octopus tentacle for a while, I think it's going to last. It's going to outlast. You know that there's no way Furious Pete would get that one down in 47 seconds because it's a chewy. Situation. My God, it's a chewy, chewy boy. Yeah. Do they make octopus tentacle jerky? You have identified a gap in the market. We're going to be yeah, rich. It's the new health food. Yeah. That's the new takeaway. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's sort of like it's a massive crowd pleaser, isn't it? Often, you know, people people always crap on Michael McIntyre because he's so successful because he does a, a brand of comedy that appeals to a really big mainstream market. Yeah. I sort of think Michael McIntyre is the Italian food of stand-up comedy. Okay. okay. I think that's being. Okay. I mean, he's so, he so... can be he can look quite oily at times, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> he looks well, like I was... a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> what I was Low gonna say terrible. though, here's here's a bit of a bit of a truth bomb for the Italian food lovers, right? Mm-hmm. Get ready. They don't do good bread. They don't make good bread. Focaccia. So, yeah, no. So in terms of, I mean, I suppose a, a sort of a bread loaf type thing or a bread in in their their answer to the French baguette. No, I would agree that your their pizza bases, they make delicious pizza bases, focaccia, yeah, lovely, lovely, savoury bread. But when you go to any time, any time I go to, to a restaurant, two things I'm excited about, are the bread and the dessert. OK, that's all I care about. I try to front load as much bread as I possibly can. I was in a restaurant one time asked for another basket of bread. I won't say what number basket of bread it was. And it was delicious. And I saw two waiters exchange a look when they were going back. And they brought me... And look, I'm, I'm not, not ashamed. But any time I go to a restaurant... Sir, there's and sort of the, an unwritten rule about how much bread you can have. But because it's unwritten, Michael, you know, that's, 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 that's how I get away with it. But when I go to an Italian restaurant, I kind of think, oh, and of course the bread will be great. And then you just get a kind of stalish cut roll or loaf of some kind. And then they give you olive oil to dip it in because presumably you need to dip something in it. Whereas I feel the Italians, people would assume good bread. Not good bread. Not a patch on the French. <laughs> wow. And I said we were going to be sensitive in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I think you, uh, I think you do as a person over, place too much emphasis on bread. Sure. Uh, just in your day-to-day life. But but I suppose does that does that not leave me best placed to to judge the bread or or worst 
Maybe. You, well, you're judging. I don't think it's that important when when you've got when you when you're living in. I don't think a place that's that hot you want to be eating loads of bread. I know you do. But but Will, I suppose I had an Irish teacher when I was in third year, and he said mm. he used to say to us, "You've got to do the simple things right under pressure." Now, I've no idea why he used to say that to us in <laughs> Irish class, but. You know, you gotta, you gotta make your bread. Your bread's gotta be nice. Your tomato sauce has gotta be nice. Your, your basics have gotta be nice. And if you can't do nice bread, you've lost me. Well, I think I, one, one of the issues that I would have with Italian food, and this probably is moving into the sort of the case against uh, the food, is uh, mm. that it is to to a certain extent, it is just an endless combination of the same few foods over and over again. So, take. You know the the building blocks: dough, in some form, uh, tomato sauce, cheese, and meat. You know, combine those in. Now you're talking about pizza. Ways. You're talking about. I'm also you're talking, talking about, about a meaty pizza, though. I'm talking about pasta as well, though. You know, I think it's ultimately you're talking about the same elements. The, I suppose when it, when we look at pasta as well, my feeling is, as I said at the at the top, seventeen hundred varieties. That seems like unnecessary variety right you just do not need that many just, there's no there's no world could, there's you could cut a couple of thousand there you know um, yeah like but, this one's but, shaped like a butterfly this one's yeah. shaped like a moth yeah Come exactly on. exactly they're but fine like, i mean if you think about it and we're kind of getting into the taxonomy of pasta here oh yeah but, i thought i was but, oh, thank but, god <laughs> finally we get to it uh but but so th- think about it. I mean, you, you basically need three types of pasta. You need pasta that sauce goes on, pasta that sauce goes in, and then pasta that sauce goes between. That's it. Like, you need three different types of pasta. Between? Yeah. Lasagna. Lasagna, you know? So, between. <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> I, I think... I... I can't abide the idea that you're saying that too many varieties of something is a negative that's ludicrous i think it is i want i want a reasonable choice you know if i if i <laughs> walk into a restaurant and there's 1700 things on the menu i'm not i know i'm not coming away with the best one but if there's three i just can't believe you're arguing that no restaurant serves all the varieties of pasta and you gotta think about pasta is made up of flour right so if you use different types of flour that's going to change it of course that changes think- the variety it's not butterflies and moths, you idiots. They're just they're just overcomplicated. Like, I, if if you were to tell me, okay, this is the sauce, and then it's on the pasta. Great, I know what that is. This is the sauce. It's in the pasta. I know what that is. So just like three varieties. I'm do- actually like you could you could bring it down to one. Like if you were to design a specific pasta oh shape that could be used in all three. Uh, scenarios, as I'm sure, as I'm sure, yeah. cooks Getting cooks call it. Very <laughs> close to the argument of just like, let's just have a pill that gives us all the nutrients we need, yeah. well, or I that think, gruel think, that they drink think, in the Matrix. You I know, think yeah. most most diners when they go out for dinner, most people don't want excessive creativity. They want utility. They want, you know, they want straightforward choices and utility uh, to get that food into them, and and, and then go on about their business. Oh my god, who are you? You robot man. No one, no one says, oh, do you fancy, do you fancy a meal tonight? Yeah, what do you fancy? Oh, t- something just high in utility. I'd like a utilitarian restaurant, please. And, and with a low carbon footprint. You've never gone on a date with Michael before. 
No, and I never will. <laughs> Michael, but but uh, Will accused Sounds me like I've of been given a checklist at the start. Will accused me of of uh, an over over reliance on bread. But there, when you're just talking, you talk about pasta as though it's a vehicle for the sauce. So you don't care about the pasta. You just want that sauce. Is that what's no, going on there? No, <laughs> you just want something to break up the sauce. I like pasta as much as the next man. I don't think that's true. Oh, no, no because then, then right now the next man on my screen is Will, and and so you definitely don't. Will, do you make your own pasta? I do, yeah. The last time I made it, I put I put 300 grams of fine double O grade pasta flour in it and 100 grams of whole wheat flour. That is different to just making the tagliatelle that I made with just one bit of flour. Added a nuttiness. I liked it. Also, this idea that your three definitions of pasta mm-hmm. were all related to the sauce being mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. in, or between. Yes, that's that. I think that is a, a misnomer because, as Hugh is saying, like pasta can be the the main bit of the dish, and also sauce is meant to be like homogenous with the pasta. Like often with a lot of dishes, you want to finish cooking the pasta in the sauce itself. So mm. uh, arguably, the the sauce then is in and on. You're but you would like that because separating mind. the categories. I, yeah. I'm just thinking that if you were, I mean, if you took an engineering approach to it, you could which you should take to oh food. Yeah. You could rationalize this these 1,700 different types down probably to one, and that's why? probably why? that's probably going to look like, like in my mind, that's probably going to look like sort of a small sort of rectangular sort of wafer of pasta, like a you know, because then you can you can obviously you can throw that together for the the sauce on the pasta, like a spaghetti situ- or a situation. Now, because they're flat, you probably will get some clumping. That's that's he's, it's not going to be still nice. going. Will he's it's, still going? It's, yeah, he's trying to improve it's, pasta. It's not going to be nice. Um, Michael, when you read work. when you read like dystopian novels where they talk yes. about like you know oh and today's ration of nutrient arrived. And like they inhale a sort of cuboid shape, which can like, are you just thinking? Hell you can see yeah, him salivating this is, now. This is Orwell got something right, you know. This is some good ideas. Or like this man. is what we need. This yeah. Some good ideas. Yeah. 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 The handmaid's pasta. Yeah. <laughs> God almighty. I, I didn't know where I stood on it until you started saying these crazy things. I'm not. I'm not really yeah. helping. Then am I? Well, you're helping me. I. I I know that I think you're absolutely wrong. I'm, I think I, it's making I think, me defend. No, well, I think that, I think if we've learned there. one thing, it's that if we are trying to decide whether something is a legitimate like, nothing will make us defend it so staunchly as Michael <laughs> making his arguments against it. You know, <laughs> trying to make his improvements. We to could pasta. we could put pretty much anything on the slate. We could put like a revival of the Nazi Party, but with a you know with a further push to the right, and Michael <laughs> would make some arguments against, and we just think like, now, hang on a second, you, Michael. Okay, I tell you what, we'll, we'll do we'll do this for the next episode then, right? We'll each set up an Italian restaurant, right? Okay, mm-hmm. and we'll do it according to our own styles. Hugh, yours would apparently just be bread, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> yeah. You're like one people, bread. It'd be great. People who come in and be like, "Oh God, this bread is really nice." It's like that. That's it, though. You know, there isn't. There's. There's nothing else. So. So that. That's not going to go well. 
will yours with your overabundance of faster choices that is not economical that's not going to work where are you going to but you're saying that like that i'm going to be like there are 1700 i'm not going to do that i'm obviously going to provide a selection of them no, but i'm not going to i'm not no will michael has decided what you're going to do so <laughs> okay okay what's your restaurant robot boy well mine will have the one type and we'll just use it in all three scenarios as i would call it um and uh, I, I and presumably think I think it's it's more of a it's huh? it's a sort of drive through. You just open your mouth. You just yeah. or do you do away with the mouth? Do you still use the mouth in your <laughs> or do you I just sort what, of we would we would pack them in. <laughs> like we'd, we'd yeah. have people in and out of there fairly quickly. Yeah. Michael's ideal restaurant. Everyone is tube fed. <laughs> <laughs> tube fed blocks of pasta. <laughs> Whilst I'm in my restaurant just walking up to people going, Caprese, little boy. <laughs> and I've locked the doors to my restaurant so I can eat all the bread myself. Yeah, I think people often, to try and get us away from this ludicrous categorization argument where you're just like, oh, 1,700 is too many. Shut up is my response to that. I, I think people often make big claims about Italian cuisine. Like People are often like, oh, they live so long because of all the olive oil. And like it's so fresh, and it's all about the ingredients. I think all food is all about the ingredients. Yeah, and I mean, they live in a lovely climate, you know. Yeah, yeah. I also, I I have to take into account when we talk about Italian cuisine being a legitimate like, is that we're not talking about Indian food and Thai food and Chinese food, because I would rank them above Italian food any day of the week. Maybe not Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday's Italian day. Tuesday's 1700 <laughs> types of pasta day. Yeah, it's Michael's least favourite day because it's got the word choose in it. That's <laughs> why, why he wants the tubes and he doesn't want any choice. He hates any sort of chewing. What, uh, what about gelato? I mean, What's is... different? Is gelato just like... Gelato is incredible. I can't argue. This is my question, I suppose. But do do they have their own? Like, is is Italian gelato what it uses different ingredients to other ice cream? Does it? Is it lighter? Is it? It's. I feel. I feel. It feels like it's heavier, if anything. But it is better. I. Yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah. It's hard to. Hard How to many categories of gelato do you think there should be, Michael? Again, too many. You probably just just want, just, just one. one just two. just plain. That's not vanilla. <laughs> it's just plain gelato. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would your gelato, your gelateria be, Michael? Um, so we'd have it at the back of the, the the pasta restaurant. You can you can take it with you as for you go. maximum not, utility. You don't want to have a second sight. I, you know? I tell you what, you're definitely not eating it on my time. You can take that one with you home. So yeah, yeah. But I think look, I think people would like it. I think you're wrong. Um, the Italian cuisine isn't very vegetarian friendly. Definitely not celiac friendly or lactose intolerant friendly. That's got to count against it in some in some regard. Yeah. Does it? So, so. I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> you've 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 made your choice, Will. <laughs> yeah, you've made your choice. As have all the celiacs and lactose intolerant yeah, yeah, people out yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> they all chose to have an autoimmune disorder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I do think like there there is this sort of like there's that stereotype of. I I think I think it uh, of Italians being like that that doesn't exist that that 
dietary requirement. I lost the word for dietary requirement there. It doesn't exist. I'd be like, here, just eat this. Which I, I don't know. But again, I think what we're going, you're going back to there is that the idea that every single person in Italy, you know, is eating. It goes back to this mythologizing of it where people, they're yeah. all eating. Like every single person in Italy goes to their four generation family home for dinner. There are 14 of them around the table. Everything, you know, they've. What they've, do they sound like, Michael? It sounded like it is. No, that's, exactly. I mean, that's genuinely yeah. quite, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you thought that was pretty, thought that was your best one yet, did you? That was, yeah, that was, was yeah. 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 They're just, yeah, they're, they're just all sitting there and they're saying, ah, oh, like, this is unbelievable food. Like, where did this come from? You just, like, milked the, the buffalo right outside. I didn't know you spoke Italian, Hugh. Yeah, I know. Look, I've been practicing, but. Yeah, there is that. It's like, Italian cuisine is probably directly responsible for Dalmio. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, this, this is the issue, right? You know, this is this no, is what Michael, at. you say this is the issue. What's the issue? I think you've raised a lot of issues. Well, that Ita- the the Italian cuisine that most people eat is, you know, dalmio like, as opposed to, you know, your grandmother's farmhouse uh, with the olives that she squashes herself. I don't say <laughs> squash. <laughs> First squashing of olives. Um, Michael, would you prefer to have a pizza in Naples or in Chicago? Naples. Okay. Next good. question. Right. See, this is how you answer questions. <laughs> Again, One utility. Word. Throw it straight back. What do you think about like... So, I think when you buy pasta, you can tell the difference when you bought... Like, when you spent money on a posh pasta... I feel like you can tell the difference. And when you make homemade pasta, it's a completely different situation. Like it, it's just, have you guys made fresh pasta before? I've never made it, but I gave my friend Connor a pasta maker recently and he then made pasta and delivered it to me for my <laughs> dinner. And yeah, absolutely. You could absolutely tell Is that tell why the you got him the pasta maker? <laughs> uh, yes, effectively. I mean, when I say got him, the pasta maker had been sitting in our house for a number of years. And, uh, and, and yeah, but, but, oh no, you're absolutely right. It was, it, the difference was, was very clear. And I did more than so than I expected it to be. Michael, Michael? I, I don't know if I want to know what you're going to say Me? to this, but. No, I like a, I like a, I like a, a, a posh pasta. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, pasta's, it's a cheap dish anyway. So, you know, do you want to go for the one euro option or the two euro option? Two euro, please. It's a Friday night. And again, that, <laughs> so, but Michael, would you, I mean, your ideal meal, you just combine it all together. I mean, yeah. do you do yeah, yeah. pasta, steak, <laughs> you know, your yogurt, It's gelato. a general sort of, for me, it's not so much cooking as it is a sort of a cleaning of the fridge. That's kind of mm. my approach to, to, to making food. Yeah, yeah. No man left behind, I would say, in terms of ingredients. I, do we have to come to some sort of decision soon? Because I'm... Yeah. Yeah, so I, you see, I, look, well, I, I was. Will you're sort of leaving us on a message of sort of tolerance that Italian food should be more tolerant um, to, to to those with various uh, uh, dietary persuasions uh, or needs. Um, so um, I suppose can can I push can I push you into a verdict here? I mean, you you like I don't have a vote, but you know what side of the line I'm on here. Um, but where where are we ending up on this one? I was you see I, I came I, I came into this really ready to sort of argue against I I came into this ready to argue against the legitimacy of the like of Italian food, 
but the more I hear Michael take the same side as me makes me more more furious Pete to just go against him yeah so. it does make you like you're, you're like shouting at someone and then like some big old idiot comes and starts joining and it's like yeah I'm basically describing what happened and there's no comedy in that so I'm just going to stop doing that I agree with you is what I'm saying Hugh I agree it's like if you guys find out that UKIP was also against Italian food, which actually, I mean, probably are, right? So I'd say that's a pretty safe yeah. bet. Yeah. yeah. It's also trying to talk about a concept like this of Italian cooking. It's like, I, I completely see what Hugh's saying. I think it's a really good point of like this romanticized idea of like what it actually is compared to like people living in Milan. They aren't necessarily <laughs> going back to their grandmas each night, but there is a history there of like, of you know, different ways of cooking. It's so hard. This is a hard podcast. Will out. So what I'm hearing is that the two of you were prepared to say that it's not a legitimate like, but my arguments in support of that have actually... I think think Will is not going to give any decision until we've cleared up the whole issue of the various states of Italy and whether or not we should indeed fact recognise it as a country at all. Let's just move on to the Palestinian podcast next week. <laughs> Simple. You will get a yes or no answer from Michael. No, I just think it's, it is interesting when we're like... Like, I had Tuscan food recently, which is more like the, there's not much pasta involved at all. And it's all like mm. barbecued meats and beans, a lot of beans. And I was like, whoa, this is a part of Italian cuisine. I had no idea about it. And it's really nice. So I think... It would be a legitimate like if people were actually like having honest conversations about what they're talking about. But no, they're just like, oh, I like spaghetti and there should only be three types of pasta. So it's those people I have a problem with. Three sounds Michael. like too many, Well, Three sounds like way <laughs> too many. You need three types of pasta? I sort of came onto this wanting to argue against Italian cuisine just because it's so popular to try and provide some sort of counterpoint. But I think it was a bad a bad idea because when you asked what my favourite dish was and I remembered caprese salads, I do think it's amazing that that's such a simple dish. And like pesto, when you make fresh pesto, it's just basil, pine nuts and cheese and olive oil. Yeah, like, and listen, and it's even, incredible. If the, even if the bread and a bruschetta is a bit stale, you toast it up, you put the toppings on it, it's delicious. Yeah, and having bread, rubbing garlic on it, putting olive oil on it, and then just chopping up a tomato on there. Tasty. I did a chef's kiss. Hey, stereotypes. So, so we're so saying, do you know what, Michael? We're, we're, we're saying it's a legitimate like. It's a legitimate in spite, like. In spite of my effort. It's a spicy, legitimate likey. That's, that's... Is that what you want? That's, that's exactly what I want. I mean, I was, Didn't I was feel hoping, good doing it. I was hoping for more of that. That's great. Yeah, it was problematic, right. it was clunky, it lasted too long. So, it turns out we've taken on the behemoth that is uh, Italian food, and it it, it is uh, undamaged by our efforts. It will go on. I don't know, I think it's taken a bit of a, I think, a, a beating. I don't think I don't think anything has come out undamaged from this last <laughs> hour of discussion, to be perfectly honest. My soul has definitely taken a beating, but that's amore, you know? <laughs> all right well if well, you want so to find out what other foods and concepts and ideas you sound so unenthusiastic. are or aren't legitimate <laughs> likes 
<laughs> you tell them, Will. You you just sounded like you knew that after listening to this, they'd be like, oh, I'll give the next one a miss. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I might give the next one a miss. But I'm tap Michael out for a few. <laughs> I might do the same. And we could just Michael could just talk to the talk to the microphone. Um, so we've decided it's a legitimate like. That's that's official. So if you like Italian food out there, congratulations. You you agree with us and. Uh, Unfortunately, I think agree with Michael. It, it remains unclear in my mind. Who knows? Um, if you like this podcast, please like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. And um, tell us what we should do next. Tell us a legitimate like that we should look at next. I think we should we should end on a, a little Italian phrase from Michael. So, <laughs> the, question, the question was, <laughs> are you lasagna? Or does that no? Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>